Christmas is like a time of tradition, and my family loves uh, doing a couple things, and one of the things that we do every year is we watch that movie, The Nativity Story. Um, but uh, we showed that scene in particular to discuss um, and to introduce our time this morning. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and we're going to be talking about the story of the wise men, but we're really going to narrow in into one verse. We're going to be in verse 11. And we're going to study the three gifts today, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And we're going to see through these three gifts that you can really see and understand and know the whole story and purpose and work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited to study these gifts, not so that um, you would come away from this time and go, oh, cool, I didn't know that about gold or frankincense, and, and now I know like a little bit more historical facts, but really that you would see the significance of these gifts from a historical perspective, that you would see their meaning and how they relate to our Lord Christ, and also that you would walk out of here more in love with Him, a worshiper, and see how these gifts relate to you. So uh, in our time, there'll just be three points uh, to help us divide our time. Uh, gold is point one. Frankincense, point two. Myrrh, point three. And just a quick side note. If you uh, haven't noticed already, there's just a little flower on the table over there. Um, we got a new, a new baby among us. If you haven't heard already, Zane and Caroline Hartzell had their baby. Their third born is a baby boy, and his name is Levi William Hartzell. He was like, I don't know, six or seven or eight pounds, you know, right in there, right in there of twisted steel muscle. And uh, we met him, and he's an awesome baby, and Mama is doing great. So how are we doing on sound? Should we change? Are we okay? Is it ringing? We're okay. Great. All right, so let me read verse 11 for us, and then we'll dive in, okay? It says, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So let's start with point one. Point one is gold, and uh, you heard from the video, the guy knelt down and he said, for the king of kings. So gold is like an easy one to start with. Like everyone knows what gold is. Everyone knows it's valuable. I don't need to like give this huge introduction and explanation of what gold is. But I would say this, that, that each time gold is used in the scriptures, it's people bringing their best. It's using something that is valuable in order to display to another that they're worth it. So wherever you see this, whether it's people like wearing earrings of gold or in the Scriptures where they're using silverware made of gold, they're, they're saying, hey, I want to host you. I want to be with you. And by me using this or wearing this or whatever, you're worth my time. You're worth it. 
Um, in, in the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 5, um, we see that the tabernacle um, was, was like the whole walls were covered in gold. We recently painted our house and, uh, you know, 20 bucks for a can of paint I thought was expensive. Can you imagine like putting gold all on your drywall? I mean, that would be an expensive little project, right? Or can you imagine like in the temple, all the furniture was covered with gold. I mean, that's an expensive project. And it was those people back then saying, what we're about to do and who we're about to host in this house is worth it. He's worth all of us. Let's gather all of our valuables, all of our treasure in order to host this well. And and in the temple... God himself was going to dwell there. And so they wanted to honor him with gold to bring him their best. Historically, gold was always a gift given for kings. And that's exactly what the Magi in this story and King Herod was expecting. If you just go back a little bit earlier in the passage of Matthew 2, and it's on the screen for you, chapter 2, verse 6 The Magi and Herod were expecting a king. They were expecting a ruler to come, and he was going to come from the town of Bethlehem. Let me read it for you. It says, They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So the Magi, the wise men, they were coming to meet a king. They were coming to meet a ruler. And they wanted to bring their best. So gold, when they offered it to Christ, the child, it was no casual gift. It was no like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to be like buddy-buddy. This is a a gift of, of friendship and equality. This was a gift where the wise men were showing submission and lordship to Christ. There's a great story of a naval officer uh, in the U.S. Army um, who had the reputation of showing kindness and and courtesy to his enemies enemies that he defeated. And um, at one point, uh, this naval officer, his name was Admiral Nelson, was standing on his deck of his ship. And his enemy came on the deck to meet him. And his enemy knew of his reputation, knew of his kindness, knew that he treated his enemies with with a, a spirit of cordialness. And his enemy walked straight up to him. And he extended his hand in a real casual manner, like so as to say, hey friend, I just know of your reputation and we're going to be just just great, uh, relatable buddies. And it's this historical like moment in time when this naval officer said this. He said, your sword first, sir, and then your hand. And I think this captures what the Magi were doing. They were coming to Christ not as this like buddy-buddy equal relationship, but they were showing submission to their Lord. This is the way that one approaches Christ. That we too must come to Him on bended knee as subjects to His Lordship. 
This is how the wise men came. They came and they said, he's the king. And not just king, but he's the king of kings. And they said that with a gift. Every king has a kingdom. And Jesus' kingdom is wherever you see his rule and his reign. This is called the kingdom of God. And it's a very real thing. For those who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, they experience Jesus' kingship here on earth. So just, I just want to share a, a quick story of what it's like, trying to bring this to application, of what it's like to follow King Jesus with your life. I love this story um, uh, in the song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It says, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. And this story of the wise men is where they bring a gift They give him gold. And as a result, Jesus receives glory. They they give him glory. They give him honor. They tell him he's worth it by traveling great lengths, by bringing their treasures, by giving him what they value. They told Jesus that he was worth it. They told him, you know what? You're the king of kings, and you're the king of my life. So the first point, gold, Jesus is king. And I think a very fair and good question to ask ourselves this Christmas season is this. Are you subject to him? Are you subject to him in all aspects of life? And in what way can we bring ourselves more under his authority? Let's go to number two, frankincense. The guy bowed down before Jesus and he said, for the priests of all priests. So my knowledge of frankincense um, in high school was this, okay? Um, I had a friend who we went out for a musical together called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Anyone ever heard of it? It's this this great musical about seven guys who live in the mountains who are all brothers, and um, they decide that they're lonely in the winter, and so they basically go into town and, and kidnap seven women so that they can marry him. It's a great, great plot line, okay? Um, and uh, Adam, the oldest, starts off first, and he gets... He gets his wife, it's kind of a chauvinistic musical, he gets his wife, brings her home, and introduces his wife to his his six younger brothers, and he starts, he says, well, obviously my name's Adam, you married me, but um, my mom and dad named us in order A through F, and so he goes, this is Benjamin, this is Caleb, and this is Daniel, and this is Ephraim, and this is Frank. And Millie, the wife, goes, oh, those are all such nice names, right? They're such big biblical names. They're strong names. And then she says, the only one I can't remember in the, in the scriptures is, is Frank, right? And all the brothers like, start laughing. And uh, like Benjamin or Caleb go, yeah, that's right. That's because mom couldn't think of an F name, so they named him Frankincense, right? And they all start laughing. And so... My initial impression is that frankincense was this girly, kind of worthless, almost dumb gift that the wise men gave. 
mostly because of my musical uh, theater background. So let that be a lesson to you. Don't like take musicals and use them as a framework for interpreting the scriptures, okay? Um, so let's jump into frankincense. What really did frankincense mean, okay? So frankincense is from trees, okay? And these trees mostly grow in the Arabian Peninsula. And how you harvest frankincense is that you go to this tree and you wound the tree. You, 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 take, you take like a machete or a knife and you hack at it. And you cause this, this tree to bleed, right? And the sap that comes from it is a clear white um, material that they, that they take from the tree and they mix it with olive oil and they burn it. And from that, that burning, uh, sweet aromas come. It's, it's, a, it's an incense, a pleasant aroma, okay? So if you're like tracking with me so far, you might be like, uh, seriously? Like the wise men, when they showed up for Mary and Joseph, they gave him and, and, and her and the baby uh, like essential oils? Like if you're a woman that on Valentine's Day, you're like, don't give me flowers. I'm a practical girl. Any one of those ladies out there? Like give me something that's functional. You might be reacting to this like, that is not a very functional gift. Like just to make things smell nice. Right? Um, and just a side note to that, I, I personally be, believe that all three of these gifts were very functional to Mary and Joseph. Um, Mary and Joseph, who, who left their town to go to Bethlehem, and then the angel of the Lord woke up Joseph, and then Joseph, Mary, and Jesus fled from Bethlehem to Egypt. Joseph was out of a job, they had a newborn child. How in the world were they going to survive? And I think that these three gifts were their sustenance. It provided for him. And if you were with us even last week, we saw at the end of Philippians that he supplies our every need. And I think this is just a sweet, tangible expression of God providing for this family here. But what was said? What was said when that wise man offered up frankincense to Christ? Okay? So in the Old Testament frankincense was being stored uh, in the front of the temple in a special chamber and it was, it was burned as an offering unto the Lord. It was used in the Holy of Holies and it was prepared by the priests when they would take it, mix it with olive oil and burn it as an offering to the Lord. Um, but just, just to narrow in on the meaning... In Exodus chapter 30, it says that this particular incense was an offering for God and not the people. Um, Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 18, God says this about this particular uh, offering and incense. He says this, it's my incense. Ezekiel 16, this is my incense for me, to me. One of the early church fathers named Origen said that frankincense was a gift to God. So what was being said here? 
when they offered frankincense to Jesus, they were giving this valuable gift to a child where his life and his death was meant to serve God. Like He was going to be in a sacrifice, but to be really specific with my words, he was going to be a sacrifice to God. This child would be like a tree. He would be bruised and he would bleed and his life was going to be a gift for the Father. He'd be beaten and bruised and as a result, God would be eternally sacrificed, uh, forgive me, satisfied with his son. So this gift is saying that Jesus will fulfill the priestly function. Like he will mediate on behalf of God to man and vice versa. That man can go to Jesus the priest to, to get to God. In that sense, he is priest. But just like the guy said in the movie, he will be priest above all priests in that in a way he will become the very sacrifice. He will become the frankincense. He himself will be offered to God and God will be satisfied by that gift. God's wrath will be met by Jesus the frankincense. In a way, that gift is saying to Jesus, you are God. We need not just a man, but we need deity to be sacrificed to rise up to God. And so how would this relate to us today? Well, the, the applications I think are many. But it really changes our whole view of God and His gospel where instead of us being at the center of the gospel, this puts God at the forefront and His glory and His mission at the center. And so Jesus, if His life was the gift to God, then our lives are a gift to God. They can be either a fragrant aroma, a sweet-smelling fragrance to the Lord, or a stench in His nostrils. Second uh, Corinthians chapter two verse fifteen says, "We are the aroma of Christ to God." Uh, in First Corinthians, it says, "You are not your own, but you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body." Just to um, uh, put some practical life and flesh on this truth. Um, I remembered when Hannah and I first got married. It was our first year of, of um, marriage. And uh, I was discipled by this guy named Bruce. And uh, he was 50-some years old and I was 26. And I remember this moment when, when, when things clicked for me as it relates to this principle. We were riding in the car, and he was telling me about all of his friends that are fellow 50-year-olds that are getting opportunities to write books, okay? And, um, and I, I asked him, I said, hey, I'm just hearing you out, man. 
Is that hard for you to see a lot of your friends um, write books and have those opportunities open up in their lives and, and, and have success in certain areas? And his response was just so classic. It changed my life. He said, you know what, Mike? I gave my life to Christ 20 years ago. And if he wanted to do that in my life, he either would have done it or he'll do it. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, that is what it, th that's the Christian life. I mean, that guy gets it, that his whole life is meant to just be a gift to God. In whatever way God would, would use him, in whatever he would put in front of him, it's like it didn't matter. You know what? I gave my very life to Christ, and I'm here to serve him. It changed my life. So this week, to encourage you, when you think about frankincense, don't you just go off and think about essential oils. Think about this. Lord, how can I offer my life to you this week? In what ways do you want to use me? And how can I be a sweet fragrance, not only to those around me, but to you, God? Are you with me? If Christ has done it, and if he's in you, then you can be a living sacrifice. Amen? All right, so they came, the wise men. They gave gifts of gold so as to say, you're worth it and you're king and I honor you and I'm a subject to you, okay? They gave him frankincense to say, you know what? This child is deity. This child is God. He's a gift to God and I'm going to follow in his footsteps. Let's go to the third one, myrrh. What in the world does myrrh mean, okay? Uh, in the movie, the king said, to honor thy sacrifice. Myrrh, uh, historically, was also from a tree, and it was used as medicine, uh, as well as incense. Incense. We see this both in the Bible as well as from um, extra-biblical resources. This is what it was used for. Uh, it was used in tabernacle worship as a sacred oil uh, to anoint uh, the heads of the priests. Um, but the most common use that we know of with regards to myrrh, and I'm sure you've heard this before, uh, is that myrrh was used in the burial process. So when a person died, um, they were wrapped in burial cloths, and within the folds of the cloth, the myrrh was, was tucked in it so as to mask the smell of decaying flesh. Uh, Nicodemus in the New Testament brought a hundred pounds of myrrh to wrap um, and to hide within the folds of Jesus's wrappings, um, which was an extraordinary amount in that time, um, an amount fit for a royal burial. Um, but especially when you think of myrrh, and as it relates to this, this, this tree, this spice, um, being hidden within the folds of burial cloths. Think of it like this. This is a gift for a mortal. This is a perfume given to someone that is going to die so as to make his death a little less odorous, to make his burial like a little less repulsive. It's saying... 
I'm giving this to you knowing that you're going to die. This gift honored Jesus' humanity. He was a man, and this man was born to die. From the very beginning, this was clear. This was the very purpose of Jesus Christ. So there's a couple things that Murr tells us here. And if you're taking notes, I've just um, included three of them. So number one, just to be clear, it's this. Murr is saying, you are man. You're mortal. You were born to die, and I am honoring that sacrifice. Only a man can die for the sins of man. Yet perfection is required of this man. And therefore, God had to send His Son. He had to send deity. He had to send Himself. And so He sent the Son to be born of a virgin. A God-man was required to be fully God and fully man. All of both was required to accomplish this job that was set before Him. And so this... This gift, number one, is saying that Jesus, as a man, was born to die. Number two, what else does myrrh tell us? Uh, number two, if Jesus was born to die, then any follower of his is invited to come and die. In the book of Luke, chapter 9, Jesus says this, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Paul describes the Christian life by saying, I die daily. A great, um, a great theologian, guy who lived during the uh, World War II time, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, said this. When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. So what does that mean? Like, what, what are some practical examples? Like, what does it mean when I leave here and I think of myrrh? How can that help me live the Christian life Monday through Saturday? Uh, here's, here's just um, a, a great story of one of us learning and growing and following Christ, okay? Um, recently, I asked a group of men after we finished up the book of Philippians, hey, um, what did Philippians do for you? Like, what did you learn? How did, how did Christ work in you as you studied this great letter uh, in the New Testament? And um, without hesitation, this brother said, oh, I'll tell you what it did for me. Let each of you look not only to the interests of yourselves, but let them look also to the interests of others. Man, the Lord did a work in my heart through Philippians. Before, I was coming home and, uh, and had this mindset of me. But as a result of being in the Scriptures, now I come home and I am taking an interest in other people's lives. I like, I, I'm interested in my wife and how her day was. I'm interested in my kids. I want to know what happened. And before, sometimes when they wouldn't ask how my day was, I'd get mad. But now, 
I see that my life is meant to be lived for the sake of others, and I get so much joy from, for living for others. That's what the Lord did in my life through Philippians. And that is what myrrh can do for you today. That's what it's there for. That's the second one. It's an invitation for you to come and die, to die for yourself, die to yourself, to die daily. Number three, myrrh gives us hope in life and in death. Well, how? I mean, come on. Am I like milking this spice too much? Or, or what, are you, what are you talking about? So when Jesus was on the cross, he was offered wine mixed with myrrh, which is a Roman crucifixion way to offer um, a little bit of relief while he was suffering. And so Jesus, while he was suffering, was offered this way. It was like a little bit of ibuprofen for him, right? Like a little bit of relief. And he willingly denied the relief. He preferred to bear the full weight of suffering so that we wouldn't have to. So Jesus, being like our true vine and like our tree, our tree of life, he was bruised, he bled, and he bled out this, this precious resin in a sense to become or be our myrrh. So he took the sting of, and the stench of death away from us so that we could wait a triumphal resurrection just like him. Does that make sense? So myrrh ends up being a gift to us. Like death doesn't sting anymore for those who believe in Jesus Christ because we know what awaits us, namely, him. We get to be with him in heaven. The wise men rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They brought all their treasures to Jesus so as to say, you're my treasure now. I bow before you. I worship you. And I bring you gold. I bring you frankincense. I bring you myrrh. So brothers and sisters, gold. It's praying like this. Lord, I want to honor you with my life because you're my king. Lord, today I bring you frankincense. I worship you. I worship Jesus. He was the perfect offering. He was the priest among all priests. A gift to you, God, that only he could do. Yet as a result, I can say, Lord, I want my life to be a gift to you. Would you use me? And myrrh. Lord, thanks for becoming man and humbling yourself to the point of death, even death on a cross. And Lord, my prayer is that I too would die daily to myself and serve you. Let's let these three gifts be an encouragement and challenge and mission of our life. Amen? Let's pray together.
Lord, thank you for these three gifts that the wise men brought to help us yeah, capture the, the purpose and mission of the life of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we honor him as king. Lord, we honor him as priest. Lord, we thank you that he became man and he died in our place for our sins so that through him we could know and worship you. We love you so much. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.